It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also... I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, man. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. Especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth you probably should pay him but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and J. King. Locked on trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah blah. No more Geno time. We watching Jay do the Zaza. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast with the Rain and Jays. Today, it's me, Jay King from MassLive.com with the great Sam Jam Packard. We've got a short list of subjects to tackle today. We're probably going to start with Isaiah Thomas's injury, suffered a pulled groin against the Houston Rockets, might miss Wednesday's game against the Orlando Magic. We're going to talk a little bit about the Kevin Garnett reality show that would have been the greatest reality TV show of all time. Unfortunately, it never happened, or at least hasn't happened yet, and then we're going to do the little little Jalen Brown mystery machine pick the five best players or five players who deserve to ride on the mystery machine for their work over the past week. But first, first, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, BetDSI. This episode is brought to you by BetDSI. We'll get to them a little bit more later, but just wanted to shout them out. And we're going to start after that with Sam, so Sam went to the Celtics Sixers game, which was not the most compelling game, but it was close. And it, it was an exciting game. It was it was like a very thrilling from uh, start to finish. So at least it was that. Uh, but you're right; it was should not have been that close. How was how was meeting Corrales for the first time? Uh it was it was interesting. Uh, he was exactly kind of what I expected. Um, had a nice little dap up, took a selfie that got some love on Twitter. Uh, I had never met him until we recorded a podcast together like about two months ago. So it was actually nice to meet him in person, but uh, it was good. He He's a big dude, man. Yeah, he's way taller than I expected. Like I knew he played basketball at Emerson, but I was like, oh, you are uh, considerably like multiple inches taller than me. Yeah, for, for, for those listening, John's about like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and not like a skinny dude either. Like he is... He's a, a full frame man. He's not at all fat. He's, he's, he's low-key thick. Still in really good shape, but he was probably a, a low down low. 
back in his days as a postman at Emerson College. Uh, one other thing from, from your experience at the game. So that, that night was the night Jonas Jerebko got dropped by Dario Sarge. Sarge gave him a jab step, a little crossover, and Jerebko went t- tumbling down. You said Jonas had a great reaction. I, what, what, what did Jerebko do, man? Yeah, so I was about like three rows uh, behind the baseline right by the Celtics bench. So I had a pretty good view of the bench all night. And after that, um, Jerebko was pissed off. He was <laughs> furious. And uh, the Sixers, they're doing a good job of in-game production. They kept showing the replay because that was like the probably the loudest the arena got all night when is when Saric uh, dropped him and then hit the jumper. And he was furious. He was just like, kind of gesturing at the highlights like I couldn't really make out what he was saying but uh, it was just seemed to be very very frustrated people were trying to kind of console him try to, to like tell him to get back in the game he wasn't <laughs> listening to anyone he was just furious that kind of the crowd was getting on him that much and that they kept showing the replay so that was probably the the funniest thing that happened uh from my view uh, right right beyond the uh, Celtics bench sometimes you get got man i mean that's that's tough. And there's Jerebko, nothing you can do about it. Yeah, Jerebko is a feisty dude. He is, he is. like he, he is really like a scrapper. Uh, is how I would put it. Like his his he's he's a very competitive guy. He's got a little edge to him. So the fact that he did not react well initially to that is kind of I, I kind of expected that, but it, it's great that people had to like console him, bring him back on track. Yeah, Brian Dew was really trying to get him to like, come on, man, it wasn't the biggest deal. It's like uh, let's focus in on the game. He was he was furious, uh, which was which was hilarious. And eventually, since they won, it wasn't a big deal. But uh, he got got pretty bad, and it was. <laughs> Just like all this, like the immediate reaction of the Sixers fans, like they just exploded immediately once it happened. And it was like brought some energy into the room. And Jonas, he could feel it. He knew. He knew he got got. Yeah, he knew that one was going to be all over the internet. Uh, I, I got to ask this question. This is an ad read. Do you love basketball? I assume you do since you're listening to this podcast. But are you ready to get into the action? Check out BetDSI.com. Over 20 years in the business, really top-rated top, top gambling site. I don't play there, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a little while. I, I, I have not gambled on BetDSI. It is not because of BetDSI. BetDSI, I've heard all great things about BetDSI, but I'll tell you why I, I don't gamble there in a little while. But BetDSI.com has a great basketball special. Sign up today and get $10 free to try their service. BetDSI is also offering a 100% deposit bonus on your first deposit. Now, that's a hell of a bonus, guys, 100%. That's like full full deposit bonus. Great customer service at BetDSI. Fast and easy payment of winnings because you guys all are going to win. I know you are going to win. Hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from. You also get UFC even Trump versus Clinton odds to bet on the elections that that's that's something to happen you can't bet on that anymore <laughs> yeah you can start betting on the 2018 midterms though there's yeah, some I'm sure start, there's some futures bets you can play betting on something else See, that that's when ad reads go wrong right there <laughs> bet DSI even has live in-game wagering on all football basketball and other major sporting events 
You can play virtually everything at BetDSI. Go to BetDSI.com now. That's BetDSI.com. Go there now and use our promotion code Celtics10 to get your free wager and start winning today. So I, I, I promised I would tell you why I do not use BetDSI.com. And it, it all goes back to when I was in college gambling way more than I should have. So there was one night when I was in college. And so I was, I, I'm a good poker player. But I, I used to play online poker all the time. And in college, I put 50, I deposited $50. And I'm, I'm not going to say how much I built it up to, but it was a very considerable amount of money. And, I, and I'm not saying it only because my dad listens to this podcast and I don't want to hear his earful any more than I'm going to hear it. But one night I got really drunk and I went back <laughs> to my room and I played poker way out of the stakes that I should have been playing. And I lost every penny. And so since then, I have tried to stay away from gambling as much as possible. I still still play poker when, I, when I'm live, but definitely no, no online gambling for me. But if I were going to do some online gambling, it would be at BetDSI. That's probably not the best sales pitch, is it? <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the best you basically gave a, a gambling uh horror story but basically I, my advice would be just to, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a wager just be uh be sober when you do it uh let's not do any high stakes drunk gambling see <laughs> if you were sober you would have won and you are going to win at betdsi.com with the promotion code celtics 10 all right let's talk about isaiah thomas's injury just just a quick quick reaction to it Looks like he might not play against the Orlando Magic. The Celtics recalled Demetrius Jackson from the main Red Claws. He's been there for about a month. Looks like that is due to the fact that they might need point guard depth. Uh, who would you start? Would, would you just start Smart automatically if, if Thomas can't go? I think Smart's the obvious choice. Uh, he's the second best point guard on terms of kind of facilitating the offense. And so... He's also your first sub, so it kind of makes sense that he's already going to play somewhere over 30 minutes a game. Why not just kind of start out with those rosters? Uh, you're going to see Rozier get more minutes. You might see some Demetrius Jackson minutes, but if you really trust Smart to be your sixth man, there's no reason why you wouldn't trust him to be your, your backup uh, backup point card in this situation. Yeah, and he plays more than 30 minutes anyway, so it's, it's got to be Smart. Uh, I think they should sit him out. It's it's the Orlando Magic. Obviously, you kind of need a win. Like after that, there's the Raptors and a, a lot of other tough teams coming up. Tough tough stretch schedule coming up. You got to have them healthy for that. I think they should beat the Magic regardless of whether Isaiah plays. Run more stuff through Horford. Have Smart run point guard. Get that groin healthy because those are those are things that can nag you. The the, the muscle pulls. Those can stick with you for a while if you keep playing on them. So give give them a night off. Get him back Friday versus the Raptors. I, I think they should hold Isaiah out. I, I know he wants to play 82 games like he did last year. I know that that's important to him. And he spent the whole summer eating right and sleeping right and trying to play 82 games. Just chill out, man. Take it easy. Take a break. It's the Orlando Magic. Come back healthy for Friday. And let let Smart play. And I, I really do think, I, I saw you tweet this today, that you thought it was their best game against Houston. What what was the reason you thought, like what did you think changed for them in that game? 
I think it was just about kind of the the de- intensity level and the kind of execution on defense just seemed to to be there. I mean, it's it's especially hard to defend James Harden, and especially when pretty much if he makes a move, he's going to get a, a foul call for him. But I just felt like they really stepped up and kind of played more of that kind of ball attacking defense and created more turnovers and. They weren't getting absolutely abused on the uh, defensive glass um, as they normally would. It just felt like they had a cohesive effort from basically start to finish. Yes, there's lapses uh, or runs, but basketball is a game of runs. You're not going to have like a perfect uh, kind of outing unless you're the Golden State Warriors and Clay Thompson is scoring 60, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like that was crazy, man. <laughs> the crazy less is tangent, but he touched the ball at while scoring six. 60 points, he actually was hands on the basketball for less than a minute and a half, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, How many points but, could you score if you touched it for 88 seconds in an NBA game? Zero. I <laughs> I, I don't think I could do anything. I, I used to always tell this to people. I used to always say if I played the whole game and the coaches weren't allowed to take me out, I think I could get double digits. You No, absolutely not. You'd be exhausted. No, 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 because if they couldn't take me out, there's no way I'm playing D. <laughs> You're just cherry-picking the whole time? I know I can't guard guys. I would just spot up at the spot up at the arc, man. I always used to say that. I don't think I could do it anymore, but when I was in my prime, I think I could have gotten 10 points over 48 minutes just by being – they would have left me. I would have been wide open. I think I could have just spotted up, got some got some buckets. Okay, that's – that's fair. You definitely could not have scored a 60, though, in, like Clay Thompson. But uh, the craziest <laughs> thing about that was he just had wild. Like, I was watching that super cut uh, of just all, every single one of his points. Like, I think he had 21 buckets. It felt like 16 of them were just layups at the rim. Could the Pacers not cut, like, cover a back cut or a curl or a, anything? It wasn't, like, unbelievable shot making like we've seen him do before. He did do some of that, but just simple layups. Uh, Pacers are an atrocious defensive team, but... That's a wild tangent. Back to the Celtics. It just felt like they had a, a good effort for 48 minutes against a very good team, what might be the, like the fourth best team in the Western Conference, and they had a chance to win it at the end. Uh, it just felt like a better performance, much better than they played uh, Saturday night against the Sixers or Friday night against the uh, uh, Sacramento Kings. It just felt like better basketball, and the result didn't go their way, but it was a step in the right direction, uh, in my opinion. You've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate, and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus, during Old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store-wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did, so don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks, stylish dresses from 15 bucks, and comfy tees for the family from just 6 bucks. right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We're cheering for Old Navy. High fashion, Old Navy. Valid 10 to 10 10 Select styles only. Yeah, I felt like after watching parts of the game again i felt like they kind of got their rotations more closer to what they need i think you know the bradley smart thomas lineups have been really bad and stevens closed with the it and d lineup again which is bradley smart crowder thomas and horford he closed with those in both halves they weren't great again i still don't think that's the lineup they need at the end, that lineup has been getting decimated, been getting crushed, giving up tons of points all season. I get why he why he goes to it though. Those are their five best players. You you have to try. It's it's only a quarter of the way through the season. See if they can work. 
I don't think that's their close should be their closing lineup. But interestingly, he went away from the Thomas Bradley Smart lineups for the rest of that game, and I, I think that's big because I I think they need to play bigger. I think they they need to put more of an emphasis on rebounding, and they only give up seven offensive rebounding seven offensive rebounds to the fourth best offensive rebounding team in the NBA. So that that was huge. Like that's that's the best they've rebounded maybe all year, considering the opponent, considering how much pressure Harden puts on you. So all, all good thing. I I really. Like you said, I don't know if it was their best game. It was one of their best games of the season and certainly one of the most complete where they didn't have the lulls that they've had a lot of other nights like they did against the Kings, the Sixers. Basically, they've had some inconsistent play, but they didn't do so much of it the other night. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good segue right there. I didn't find it, man. I didn't find the segue I wanted. And well, I'm so, glad you were honest with the with the listeners and just uh... yeah. sometimes sometimes you just don't have it. But anyway, we we got it. Kevin Garnett. So today on his podcast, Chris Mannix of the Vertical said that Kevin Garnett, after the Celtics traded him to the Nets, was considering retirement. And at one point, he actually approached the Showtime Sports executive, a Showtime Sports executive and pitched a reality TV show where they would have followed him to college and he would have lived in the dorms and he would have gone to class and it would have been on TV. There there would be no better television show. Like, KG in the dorm rooms? <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, all, like, the, the first things is, like, imagine being that kid who, like, finds out or gets the emails like your roommate's going to be Kevin Garnett. And then like the first awkward like Facebook message or phone call or help like Kevin Garnett meeting your parents for the first time and helping you move in or like awkward orientation games with KGs. Like I'm Kevin Garnett. Uh, I was um, a basketball hall of famer. Uh, (laughs) I'm cool. My name's like Kevin. I'm cool. That's how you can remember me. Like just, it would have been awesome. Uh, just to see him deal with drunk kids, high kids, uh, hijinks galore. It would have been amazing. I, I picture him like setting the alarm for for like four thirty a.m. and then waking up screaming in his roommate's ear, "Get up, motherfucker! We're gonna we're gonna go to the fucking gym and we're gonna fucking get there. Let's fucking do this right now!" Ah, <laughs> oh, you ready to study for psychology? <laughs> you ready to go to psych one hundred and one? And then just like headbutting his roommate until he's bleeding. <laughs> Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> like, it, it would have been unreal, man. And like, it, it's cool that we get to experience him a little bit on TNT. And he hangs out with Rasheed Wallace and whatever. That is so far from KG Uncensored. I need KG Uncensored in a dorm room. <laughs> like, like I, I don't care that, that it, it hasn't happened yet. Someone needs to make this happen. Whoever, someone with huge, a uh, huge money needs to lay it down in kg's face and make that happen we need kevin garnett going to college and having it be on tv <laughs> that would be i wouldn't watch anything else like you could you could have that show on 24 7 i'd probably quit my job like <laughs> and just, just watch that show all day can you imagine kg like pledging a frat and like some some pledge master trying to get him to do like some of the nasty shit they have the those kids do is just like you better you better drink that like gross like cup of like throw up and cigarettes and 
Kevin Garnett would not be having that. It would just be a high entertainment all the way around. <laughs> I need it in my life, man. All right, let's let's go on to the mystery machine. So this is a segment we came up with because Jalen Brown, at some point over the summer, tweeted a picture of himself with something that looked like the Scooby-Doo mystery machine. And he said, Who, who's coming on a ride with me? So we have picked the five players who deserve to be on Jalen Brown's mystery machine Every week. We're going to give you the first pick, Sam. Who you got? Uh, I think this is going to be his first appearance on his own machine, but I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. He's did a back-to-back kind of solid performances in Philly and then in Houston, and I think he's going to be really key moving forward. You mentioned earlier that they're going to have to go away from those smaller three-guard lineups, and that means playing someone like Jalen Brown who actually has some size. And in Philadelphia, he had that... Uh, Pretty sweet block uh, after he got roasted, but we'll not focus on that. He had that um, amazing dunk that was right on the basket I was at. That was just amazing to see. Is like just that he can jump at the gym. And then in Houston, I thought he uh, had some some really good minutes uh, where you can really see uh, kind of his potential. So back to back good performances from Jalen Brown has him riding shotgun in his own mystery machine. Great analysis there. Jalen Brown can jump out of the gym. I that that's the stuff you can only get here at the Locked On Celtics podcast. It's not only great analysis; it's uh, it's a cliche as well. Yeah, so we we just bring you the goods. We bring you the goods. Um, I'm gonna go with Jonas Derepko. He, he gets the first start, and he he hasn't missed a shot in like seven months. <laughs> Derepko is just. Shooting the heck out of the ball, hustling like he normally does, and you know what? After that, Dario Saric, he he deserves a ride to to clear his mind a little bit. And I, like, do you think his start was like a? Obviously, this isn't the case, like a, a sympathy <laughs> start. But I was like, ah, oh, ah, uh, sorry. Like, we got to give Jonas a start next next. <laughs> his feelings are so hurt. We need to boost his confidence. <laughs> that Saric thing was tough. We got to start this guy. Possibly, Brad Stevens is very into like the the positive growth mindset. He's all into kind of the weird the psychology of coaching. So it would make sense to me. So I'm I'm fine with Jonas being on, especially because he he rebounded well. He really took it so tough. You know, you just got to reward some guys sometime. Yeah. So Jonas Jonas deserves it. Your your pick now, man. I'm gonna go with uh, Al Horford. but only the Al Horford that existed on Friday against the Sacramento Kings. Because I don't think an incredible Al Horford. That was peak Al Horford, where he basically just shut down Boogie Cousins. He did some really amazing things in that game, and but I have to limit it to that game because I can't reward a guy for missing uh, the final shot. I don't. I'm not saying that Al Horford's a bad player or anything, but I want to be very specific that I'm rewarding him for his performance on Friday, not his performance on Monday. I mean, what do you have Monday? Twenty-one, nine, and six. I think he deserves a ride on the mystery machine. All right, <laughs> fine, but he's riding bitch, man. <laughs> we got we got six foot ten Al Horford riding bitch. There's got to be consequences, which means we got to have Isaiah Thomas in there because we got to find room to, to squeeze squeeze in Al Horford and bitch. Isaiah, he deserves it anyway. Thirty seven points against the Sixers. The 12 points in a row when the Celtics desperately needed it to stave off an upset against the NBA's worst team playing without Joel Embiid. 
So Isaiah Thomas, he always deserves it. And and now he's hurt a little bit. We'll we'll get him some some ice, a heating pad. I don't even know how you treat a, a pulled groin. What whatever you do to treat a pulled groin, we'll get him a massage on this thing. We'll we'll treat him right in the mystery machine. Oh yeah, it was a funny thing watching Isaiah Thomas when he was on the bench uh, in that Sixers game because when he's not in the game, he's just antsy. He's just dying to get back in. Uh, like when there's a timeout and he's on the bench, he doesn't even go to the huddle. He just kind of stands alone. And it's just like basically, it's it's just he's not actually shaking, but it looks like he's just like he needs to be in control of this game because he's so sick of watching his uh, his teammates kind of like give up leads or not play well. Um, so uh, I'll give it to Isaiah and. I I, lo- I love so my favorite subplot of the season, and this is just a tiny detail. <laughs> at at practices, when the Celtics stretch, he just goes off and shoots by himself. Isaiah doesn't stretch. <laughs> he just goes off and shoots, and and so, now he has a pulled groin. So coincidence? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> but it, it's like what you're saying. Like he he, he doesn't want to be in the huddle. He just wants to be on the court playing. And he doesn't want to be stretching. He just wants to be shooting. Just, just let Isaiah ball, man. Just let him ball. Yeah, and if it, I don't know who was more frustrated looking in that Sixers game, Isaiah or Brad Stevens himself, uh, because Brad looked mighty, mighty pissed uh, throughout that entire game. And he's always kind of, he's probably just looking at the clock and the score above me. But it looked like he was uh, just like staring off in the distance with anger and just like fire in his eyes. That's so that was also fun to watch. When Sergio Rodriguez t- t- takes a dump on your team's chest. They call him Chacho. He's mighty entertaining. I like, he plays with the man uh, is like, he thinks he's like nine times better than he actually is, which I can kind of appreciate. I love his confidence. Didn't they used to call him Spanish chocolate? Uh, After white they, chocolate? I, I think that was him. That that would make sense with his game. I'm a big. I'm not a Sergio Rodriguez guy, but I'm definitely a Spanish but chocolate guy. You're a big Spanish chocolate guy. That's yeah. fair. Let's put him on the mystery machine because I don't know who we're putting number five. <laughs> who? Yeah, who's going to be number five? Do you, it's kind of tough. Let, let's pick a joint. I, I'm going to go. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. That just because he got that elbow to the face from James Harden. Just because he he got that block on. Marcus oh yeah, that's Arrow. pretty sweet. And his fourth quarter, he he was he was really good in that fourth quarter. He hit he hit the three, he had that block. Marcus Smart, he's he's riding in that mystery machine. Plus, I feel like feel like he might kick our ass if we don't put him on the mystery machine. I don't know. Marcus feels kind of like whenever he talks in the locker room, he doesn't have the same uh, intensity he brings to the court. So as long as like. He cares um, as much about the mystery machine as he does about winning basketball games. Then I think he might kick our ass. But other than that, he seems like a pretty mild mannered, like a uh, fun dude. So who knows? I really appreciate his flop on the Horford miss because it just shows he's doing anything it takes to try and win. And in real time, I was like, "Oh, Al, Al Horford, what are you doing?" And then part of me was like, "Oh, they fouled Marcus," and I, he fooled me in real time. I was like, "There's." St- you can't be fooled by Marcus. When Harden hit him with the elbow, I was hundred percent convinced it was a flop. <laughs> like, I'm endlessly entertained by his flopping. People say it's giving him a bad reputation. I think it's hilarious. Like when especially although, the more obvious it is. It's I will say like, that last flop, if if he had just gone up and tried to tip it in, I think he was a little off balance. I think obviously he was just trying to win. Obviously he thought that was his best chance to win. But 
like he, he, he had the position. He could have just gone up and tried to tip it in. But again, like he thought it was going to go in and he was off balance. He wasn't ready, I don't think, to go up and t- tip it home. So, so, But he's always ready to flop. So once he saw that it wasn't going in, his body turned into a fish, and it was awesome. He just catapulted himself to the floor. I, I love, I love his flops are just so over the top, so dramatic. It, it's amazing. It, it really, it is. You can just watch him over and over again, and every time it just gets gets better than the last. The other day we were in the uh, the media room, and a few of us were just watching all of his his greatest flop hits. Oh, is there YouTube compilations of it? No, I don't think we were, we were going one by one, like the Carmelo Anthony one, the Kyle Korver one. <laughs> he just has some some great flop hits. If there's uh, someone out there who wants some some YouTube love and wants a bunch of views, they can put together a good compilation video of Marcus Smart flops. That'll, yeah, I'll tweet that in a second. Yeah, tweet tweet it with the Rain and Jays, and and we will we will all retweet it. Thank thank you all for listening. We're we're here. We're, the Lockdown Podcast is here every day, Monday through Friday. So go subscribe to us. Listen to us every day. Search for us if you need to on Google Play, Audio Boom, Stitcher, wherever else you listen to podcasts. Search for Locked On Celtics. You'll find us, and just just keep up with us, man. We're we're the greatest greatest Celtics podcast that that has ever existed. We we really are. Like it's, it, it's it's fantastic to know that that you're the you you are the co-host of the greatest Celtics podcast that has ever lived. Thank you all for listening. That's it for this this episode of the Locked On Celtics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.